Well, good morning, everybody, and happy day after Thanksgiving Day. Hope you don't have too much indigestion from all the turkey and dressing and and dessert and, well, just the fact that we ate too much yesterday. I hope you're feeling pretty good today. We're going to feast for just a brief moment on God's Word. In our Bible reading plan, we are in chapter 15 of the Gospel of Mark, which recounts Jesus' trial before the, the Roman governor Pilate and his crucifixion. Painful, painful experience. And uh, before I share with you devotionally what spoke to me, I just want to point out one, one quick note. You'll notice in verses 40 and 41, when Jesus is on the cross dying, says there were also some women. Now, this is after describing the people who hurled abuse at Jesus when he was on the cross, and then he died, and the centurion who was in charge of crucifying him said, truly this man was the Son of God. Then in verse 40, there were also some women some women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, James the less, and Jose and Salome. So four different women are named there. And, and there were actually more than those four present, but those four are named. And uh, verse 41, and when he was in Galilee, they, those four, used to follow him and minister to him. And there were many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. What does that mean? When Jesus made his final journey from Galilee to Jerusalem, where he was for his Passion Week and then arrest and crucifixion, there were several women who were following him as his disciples. And I've always found it to be very meaningful that God, uh, you know, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit led the biblical writers to let us know about these very, very faithful women. Sometimes we, we become so focused on the 12 disciples, we don't see the total picture of what it meant to be a disciple of Jesus. And here were these women who were very, 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 very faithful to the very end. Praise God for them. Now, what spoke to my heart uh, is verse 38. So if you'd look at it real quickly, verse 38. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Um, inside the temple building were two courts, the outer court, the inner court. The inner court was the Holy of Holies. And in the original temple, in Solomon's temple, that's where the Ark of the Covenant was. And inside the Ark of the Covenant, the 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 stones that God gave Moses on which were written the Ten Commandments, Aaron's rod, some of the manna that God used to feed the Jews when they were, you know, during the 40 years of wilderness wanderings and all of that. But when the Babylonians destroyed the temple in 587 B.C., the, all, all of those things were taken away. They were looted, probably melted down for gold. And, and so in Jesus' day, the Holy of Holies did not have the Ark of the Covenant inside. I guess you could say it was kind of empty because the ark had not existed for centuries. But anyway, that holy of holies, that inner part of the temple was considered the throne of God. And when the Jewish people would look at the temple, they would envision God reigning in the holy of holies. And that was the part of the temple that only the high priest was allowed to enter. And he was only allowed to go in there once a year on the day of atonement to make atonement for the people's sins. And so here's this curtain hanging, this big, thick, tall curtain hanging from the top all the way to the bottom, dividing the Holy of Holies from the, from the outer court, the outer room of the temple building. And only the high priest could go in there. Even the other priest could, the, the other priest could not go in there, just the high priest. 
The other priests could not go in there, let alone ordinary citizens. And that curtain was a symbol of the division between holy God and sinful humanity. And when Jesus died on the cross, God miraculously tore that curtain from top to bottom. And that means something. From top to bottom, it's like God ripped it. God grabbed hold of it with his his hands and he tore it in two from top to bottom. And God was saying, you don't have to go through a human priest, through an earthly priest to get to me because Jesus is your new priest. Jesus is your high priest. And you have direct access to Almighty God through Jesus. The veil is torn. And that, not just that image, but that truth is such a blessing that I can go directly to the throne room of God in heaven because of Jesus. I don't need an earthly priest. I've got Jesus, my great high priest. And we are a holy nation, a holy priesthood. What we in Protestant theology and Baptist theology call the priesthood of all believers, that each and every one of us who are believers in Jesus, who are disciples of Jesus, who are followers of Jesus, who have been saved, He's our high priest, and we are priests. The priesthood of all believers, of every believer. You have the ability to pray and talk directly to God, access to God, to read the Bible and have God speak to you. And one of the beautiful things about our D group ministry is that I have been reminded over and over and over of the truth of the truth of the priesthood of every believer, of all believers. And that's a big part of the vision that God's put on my heart that you, that every believer who is affiliated with First Baptist Church is able to spiritually feed himself or herself, that you are able to feed yourself upon the Word of God, That yes, I can teach and others can teach, and I know you're thankful for that. But I hunger for you to be able to feed yourself from God's Word, to pick it up on Monday or Thursday or any time, and God feed you through His Word because you are His priest. And here's the thing. When you are able to feed yourself, you can feed others. You can feed your children, meaning you can disciple your children. You can feed your lost friends and neighbors, meaning you can share the gospel and talk to them about Jesus and and God's word and spiritual things. Why? Because you're feasting on it and you've actually got something to give them. I thank God for that. Oh, Jesus, bless you. Tearing the veil that separated humanity from God, tearing it from top to bottom and saying, all may come. Praise God. Praise God. I'll see you Sunday in worship and then uh, uh, Monday as we uh, continue reading God's Word. God bless you, everybody.